Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is sensational. Tony Blair and George W. Bush should be tried at The Hague for war crimes. That is what the former UN weapons inspector Hans Blix has said should happen in principle. Now, he was, of course, charged, if people cast their memories back, to investigating whether Iraq had weapons of mass destruction, the pretext for the invasion. There were no WMDs, but the cost, the price, was paid, which we'll talk about. His work was stopped because of the determination of the United States and its British poodle government at the time. Let's not pull our punches here. Their determination to wage war regardless. Now, this comes two decades since the calamity of the Iraq war was unleashed. Let's just hear what Hans Blix had to say to the brilliant Mehdi Hassan. George Bush, Tony Blair, they launched this war, like I said, on a platform of lies, and yet they faced no consequences for rushing ahead without even confirming that WMDs existed, ignoring your advice. You dealt with them directly. You met with them. You tried to persuade them. Looking back now, should they have faced some consequences for the disaster that is Iraq? Well, in principle, yes. I think that has been felt ever since the First World War. And after the Second World War, you had, of course, the Nuremberg Tribunals. And now, with the Russians invading Ukraine, you have many people acting to set up collection of evidence for some kind of trials after the end of the Ukraine war. So I think that the principle, the rule in the United Nations Charter that you are not allowed to use force against territorial integrity and independence of other states, that should have, of course, a corroboration in a penalty rule that if you, you do, you get that. You mentioned principle. Obviously, in reality, in real life, it's not going to happen. But I'm just wondering, in theory, in principle, are you saying that you would have liked to see a George Bush, a Tony Blair, put in front of The Hague like any other person who has defied, violated international law, accused of committing war crimes? I think in principle, yes. And I think that even they would not come and, and nor would Putin come before a tribunal. But nevertheless, holding a tribunal, going through the evidence, I think would be of value, yes. And the, we hear very much from the Western world about the, the rule-based international order. Now, that is the one that the US and UK and the others broke in yes. 2003. So there we have it. And what he said is very important, that reference to Nuremberg, because what was concluded at the Nuremberg trials is that the supreme crime is a war of aggression because all the other grave crimes flow from that crime itself. Now, talking about the Iraq war two decades on, this is why this is so important, never to let this go. Because I know what happens. We'll talk about the rolling the, the eyes phenomenon. Oh, still going on about Iraq, are you? We'll talk about that and why it's profoundly racist. Again, I will not be pulling my punches. Iraq 
is sometimes described as a mistake, as an error. Iraq, the invasion of Iraq, wasn't a mistake. It wasn't an error. It was a crime. And not just any old crime, one of the gravest crimes of our lifetimes. Now, hundreds of thousands of people died in that war. 179 UK service personnel amongst them, but hundreds of thousands of civilians. Millions were traumatised, millions were forcibly displaced from their homes. Iraq collapsed into sectarian bloodbath, and the violent chaos which followed that invasion bred the rise of extremist groups, not least ISIS, with all the misery that they unleashed as well. Now, what I'm going to do is just emphasise why this was a crime and not a mistake. I'm going to go back to the Chilcot Inquiry. And that Chilcot Inquiry in 2016 was the only inquiry which cannot be dismissed as an establishment whitewash. Because what that inquiry found was so damning that if we don't heed the lessons of what was found, then we will be doomed to do the same things over and over again with the same blood and chaos that the Iraq war unleashed. Now, what Chilcot did is illustrate that the arguments made by the anti-war movement were not conspiracy theories or far-fetched or wild-eyed claims. If anything, the fears of the anti-war movement were understated given what happened after that invasion. Now, I used to work for a Labour MP called Alan Simpson, who opposed the war. And what he said before the invasion was, increasingly, we appear to have a government who are looking for a pretext for war rather than its avoidance. Denounce us outrageous. How dare you say such a thing? But as Chilcot revealed, George W. Bush was told by Tony Blair in July 2002, I will be with you whatever. Now, as Chilcot put it, this was not a war of last resort. This was a war of choice. Unleashed before the peaceful options for disarmament had been exhausted, that Hans Blix's work was stopped because of what the US and Britain did. And as we know, there were not were no WMDs, which the pretext was all about. Alan Simpson said at the time, before the war, we appear to produce dossiers of mass deception whose claims are dismissed as risable almost as soon as they are released. And Chilcott himself said that the war was based on flawed intelligence and assessments that were not challenged and they should have been. Nelson Mandela, in the run-up to the war, accused Bush and Blair of undermining the United Nations. As Chilcott said, we consider the UK was undermining the UN Security Council's authority. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All of these warnings, there were more warnings. These were warnings, not, it's not the benefit of hindsight. They were said before this calamity was unleashed. 
A month before the invasion, the US Senator Gary Hart said the war would increase the risk of terrorism. We're going to kick open a hornet's nest and we are not prepared in this country, he warned. A month before the, uh, the conflict, the anti-war dissident voice website said a US attack and subsequent occupation of Iraq will provide new inspiration and new recruitment fodder for Al-Qaeda or other terrorist groups and will stimulate a long-term increased risk of terrorism either on US soil or against US citizens overseas. Now, that should have been a statement of the obvious, but it wasn't treated as such, those sorts of warnings. As Chilcott said, Blair was warned that an invasion would increase the terror threat by Al-Qaeda and other groups. Those warnings were vindicated. That is what happened. Now, Blair, Jillcott put it, the conclusions reached by Blair after the invasion did not require the benefit of hindsight. That's why this is so important. Again, the, the attempt by those who commit terrible crime to say, well, it's easy to say now we know what's happened. But people knew and warned before it happened and they were ignored. The threats of everything from Iranian meddling to Al-Qaeda activity were each explicitly identified before the invasion, as Chilcott said at the time. When Robin Cook resigned from the cabinet before the invasion, he declared that Iraq probably has no weapons of mass destruction in the commonly understood sense of the term. Chilcott is now, in that inquiry, he damned the intelligence services for believing otherwise. Now, the campaign for nuclear disarmament threatened a legal challenge against the government in 2002 if it went to war without a security second, second Security Council resolution. Multiple lawyers, and crucially Kofi Annan, the then UN Secretary General are amongst those who called the invasion without re that resolution illegal. Now, it's very interesting that original advice given by the then UK Attorney General or Goldsmith said that a war without a second resolution would be illegal. But then, as Chilcott highlights, by the time Goldsmith gave a subsequent oral statement, he appeared mysteriously to have changed his mind. For what reasons, we do not know. Now, the legality of the war wasn't within the remit of the Chilcot inquiry at the time. But he found that the process through which the government arrived at its legal base was not satisfactory. And that that is why the legality of that war should have been challenged in a court of law, which is why the call of Hans Blix. And he said it was in principle, because in practice it's not going to happen, as Medias Am put it. It's, it's gruesome that we have to say that, but it's true. The odds of Bush and Blair ever being tried for what they did are very, very low indeed. But that legal basis should be challenged in a court of law. Now, I'm going to come back to the rolling the eye phenomenon about the Iraq war. Oh, it's 20 years ago. Still going on about that, are you? So, so these, you know, it's often called Tony Blair derangement syndrome. Oh, you hate Tony Blair so much you're still going about the Iraq war. That is racism. I'll tell you why it's racism. You see, if hundreds of thousands of white Europeans had been killed as a consequence of the actions of a government, do you think people two decades afterwards would be like, move on? Do you think in two decades' time, if people talk about Vladimir Putin and what he's done, and Ukraine's mentioned, they'll go, why are you still going on about Ukraine? Let bygones be bygones, move on. I don't think so. But because these were brown-skinned Arabs, these were Arab people, they weren't white, their deaths can be far more easily dismissed and tutted away as yesterday's news. That, my friends, is racism. When you do strip the humanity of people based on the colour of their skin and their nationality. That's what's happened with the Iraq war. You see, you didn't hear the screams of the dying. None of us did. Except, of course, those soldiers who were in Iraq during that invasion. 
But their screams happened. The misery happened. The grief happened. Those last moments that hundreds of thousands of people suffered of extreme fear before their lives were prematurely ended, that happened. The countless relatives who wept and mourned those they loved, all of that happened. The grief, the misery, the terror, all of that happened. And it's been airbrushed away because those who were killed did not look like us and therefore their lives can be disregarded. But this was a crime and not a mistake. And it does help, it did help pave the way, the road to the war in Ukraine. Because when Britain and the United States stuck their fingers up at international law to invade a country on a false pretext, that of course allows other great powers with malign intentions to do the same. And so has been the case with Russia's illegal and criminal war against the people of Ukraine. But it is up to us to learn the lessons of history, not to tuck them away, not to roll our eyes. There are other things going on in the world. Let bygones be bygones. Still going on about that, are you? And given that those who run the Labour Party now include people who rat, who were there in that faction, the director of communications for Keir Starmer was a press officer for the, for, for the Labour Party, a senior press officer during the Iraq war and presumably helped spin the case, the basis for what happened in Iraq, if that was within his remit. But he was a press officer for the Labour Party. The people around Keir Starmer are the ideological torchbearers of that. And that director of communications I mentioned used to work directly and specifically for Tony Blair after he stood down as Prime Minister. The question is, will they just do the same thing all over again with power? Another right-wing US president surrounded by warmongering criminals who wish to do the same. What then? And that's why we have to learn the lessons. Because you see, if you don't learn the lessons from history then you tend to be doomed to repeat them. And that is why it's up to all of us, two decades on, whether you marched like I did or you didn't, to remember what the consequences of that war were. But importantly, that people warned, as I said, over and over again about what would happen, that you don't blindly listen to authority. It doesn't matter how many newspapers are screaming about how, how unpatriotic and how much you're, you're basically a cheerleader for whichever regime suddenly the West has fallen out with. You have to stand your ground and fight for peace because if you don't, then the road, the gates of hell, as one uh, politician said at the time, will be opened. And that is what happened. Please like, subscribe and do support us on patreon.com. I'm Jose Fall. I'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.